Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy. The thing that becomes very apparent and that most people, particularly people who did well in high school, don't quite get um, unless somebody teaches them this is that the things that made you successful in high school will not work in college. They just will not. I, you know, uh, the way you study yeah. all of it, because there, there are a couple of things that happen. One is that you have this illusion that you have more free time than you've ever had, because if you were stuck in one place for eight hours a day and suddenly you only have two hours a day of class, you kind of have this sort of crazy perception of, oh, I've got all this time. And so then people think, oh, you know, I, I can just cram. And, you know, nobody wow. ever taught me that, you know. And then, and then, of course, you know, I suggested to go to therapy because if you at, you're at a university, you have free, you know, insurance most of the time. Oh, yeah. Like, you should abuse that. Don't even, you know, don't just use yeah. it. Abuse the shit out of it because it's going to be expensive in the real world. So you might as well just go. And, you know, waiting until shit hits the fan, I always said, it's like, you're going to wait until your car is on the side of the road in a ditch before you call AAA to get it repaired. Or are you going to go when the check engine light comes on or before? I'm Srini Rao, and this is the Unmistakable Creative Podcast, where you get a window into the stories and insights of the most innovative and creative minds who've started movements, built thriving businesses, written best-selling books, and created insanely interesting art. For more, check out our 500-episode archive at unmistakablecreative.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Unmistakable Creativity Hour. It is Srini with your co-host, Gareth. Gareth, what is going on this Tuesday afternoon? Hey, not much, my friend. How are you? I'm kind of you know, bittersweet because I'm going to be back from Brazil in uh, less, th- uh, uh, less than about a week. Uh, I only have about seven days left. It's kind of insane. Time... You know, they always say time flies when you're having fun. And it's so true. Like time, you know, moves at a snail's pace when you're not doing something you enjoy. Um, but when mm-hmm. you're having a good time, it just goes by so fast that you never feel like you have enough of it. Um, you know, I'm, I definitely miss being here, but you, you actually, uh, you got a dose of my, my Portuguese speaking. Like I've gotten pretty good. You know, I'm getting to the point where I can. Dude, I was impressed, man. I had no idea you were that good. No, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because even Matt, you know, my old roommate called me. He was like, God, bullshit. You don't really speak to you. He's like, wait, you know how to say hello? I'm like, no, Matt, I can have like a, a pretty lengthy conversation with somebody. 
and explain a lot of things. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I don't know the words, then, you know, obviously I'll have to turn to, to Google Translate. But usually I can kind of gather what they're saying. Like I was able to explain to the guy I was buying chocolate covered peanuts from that I host a podcast, that I interview people um, that other than the United States. Like, yeah, it was kind of mind blowing, like how quickly you, you start to learn. So speaking of learning, oh, yeah. uh, today we decided to dedicate an entire hour to basically telling 17 year olds what idiots you are. Um, well, that's that's actually not what the hour is about. Um, but we thought this would be a really fun episode because I recently wrote this article uh, that just kind of came out of nowhere. So what prompted the article was my cousin Rama. She was at uh, her, one of her friends came to visit uh, because her uh, that her friend's son is a freshman at, uh, or going to be a freshman at UC Riverside in the fall. And she brought her, you know, she brought her son with her and I happened to be there and, and they came to meet my dad. And I ended up talking to that kid for a good probably 45 minutes. And it was kind of funny because I'm thinking to myself, I'm the last person on earth you'd think an Indian parent would want any actual advice from. And when they left, that kid's mom's like, your son has really told my dad, your son has really good advice. And, you know, obviously a lot of that advice was based on all the things that I did wrong in college. And, uh, and so what started out as, uh, you know, that conversation eventually became an article titled Advice for College Freshmen. And then Tim actually, my, my current roommate, the guy I'm living with in Brazil, said, you could take turn this into a whole series about what I wish I knew when. And, you know, I mean, he's like, that's like endless amounts of content, like what I wish I knew when I started dating, what I wish I knew when I started a business. So I was like, oh, OK, cool. Perfect. So now I've got endless amounts of content, but that's that's a whole other side. So what we wanted to do is kind of dissect this whole idea of starting college, because I think that, you know, it's funny because the very first line of this article, the very, very first headline, you know, which was in part one, which was things to comp or things to contemplate when you start. The first one is the smarter you think you are, the dumber you probably are. Now, that I think, you know, <laughs> to insult an entire group of 17 year olds to start off an article. But I, I think that the reason that I said that uh, is because I don't know what your experience was like going from you know, UCR, like, you know, being at North to UCR versus, you know, uh, RCC. I mean, obviously, you're an IB diploma candidate, but going from high school where I was a straight A student to Berkeley, I mean, you talk about suddenly feeling like a dumb shit. You know, um, because the thing is that yeah. you one year in, in a completely different environment where everybody is just as smart as you are. But then the other thing you start to realize is that just because you got good grades in high school, it, it doesn't mean that you're intelligent in any way at all. It means that you're disciplined. <laughs> and um, the other thing is that now you're starting to really have to explore a lot of life's big questions, you know that don't yeah. have answers. And even your friends who didn't get straight A's, you know, for fortunately, for those of you who are not good students in school, you should be relieved to know that, you know what, it doesn't matter now because your friends who are straight A students can't study for these kinds of tests. They can only go and screw things up. You know, Will Smith said it best in his book. He's like, you know, the difference between life and school is that you know, in school, you get a lesson and then you get a test, but in life, you get a, a test and then you get the lesson. Uh, but I'm going to turn it over to you. I mean, you know, what do you make of that? I mean, to basically think, you know, you're I, I think when you're 18, you're far stupider than you think you are and you think you're way smarter than you are. Well, I know from my own experience that that was true. You know, I thought I was so smart getting out of high school, um, thought I had my whole life planned. And I realized that I had no life experience at all. Right. 
I mean, during high school, did you have a job? Because I didn't. I, it wasn't until after I, I graduated that I got my first one. Okay. Were you, yeah. were you flipping pizzas? No, I did. Or? I did. And, um, no, well, you should, you might even remember this because uh, I know it was during Christmas time. <gasps> uh, the band came to play yes, in Mission Girl Plaza. So I worked at McDonald's and the entire band came in to buy burgers. And I was like, shit, here comes all my <laughs> bandmates seeing me work at McDonald's. But it, it's, it's funny because that's one of the pieces of advice that he put in here is that you should work a service job. And you, of all people, probably have a lot to say about that because you work in a service job longer than I do. I'm telling you, working a service job is one of the most informative, humbling, and eye-opening experiences that anybody can have in their life because it teaches you so many valuable lessons. It makes you a more empathetic person. It teaches you patience. But it, I'll tell you what my big takeaway, I and mean, you probably have a lot more since you spent a lot more time in one, particularly when you had to work at a service job to support yourself and a daughter. Um, but for me, you know, I happen to be in high school, and I think the when I look back at it in retrospect, I, I finally realized, I was like, wait a minute, this is a stepping stone for me. And for a lot of these people, mm -hmm. this is their daily reality, working at McDonald's, like eight yes. hours a day, 40 hours a week. And, you know, the thing that I got from that was to never be a dick to people who serve you food or alcohol, but you've been a bartender. So let's hear <laughs> from your, your take. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 
As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. Oh man, I've got so much to weigh in on this. You know, as you said, I, I bartended for about 10 years because um, I didn't go straight through college like you did. You you were the more responsible of the two of us. And I uh, but look started how that school. <laughs> well, I mean. As if that makes any damn difference. <laughs> the ride's not over yet. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, yeah, to your point, though, I mean, at the time, I, I was way off what I thought I was going to be doing, right? Because I, I left high school thinking, you know, I'm a top student. I'm, you know, uh, one of the you know top probably you know five percent in my class. Um, the top I'm going five places. in your class? Not no no five percent. Not not in the top five. Okay. Uh, I was probably number hmm. uh, twenty five or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, and in your anyway, class, being twenty five was like a disaster because they were all so smart. You're like, I'm kind. You're like, it was kind of yeah. like my class where the dumb shits went to Berkeley. It's like we were the dumb people in our group of friends, and I'm guessing it's kind of your right? class was very similar, right? Oh, I'm sure that I was like the biggest failure to launch from the, my graduating class. <laughs> for, I mean, as far as people's expectations not being met, uh, I think yeah. I was probably like the one that fell the furthest, right? Yeah. But um we'll you come know, back i made that, a point on the back end i, I hope yeah, yeah no, we'll, we'll come back to that because <laughs> that's no, actually really point. important yeah no i i look forward to that but yeah i was in service for 10 years or, or more and working as a, a server and then eventually got promoted to bartender and bartended for for about 10 years and it is uh really interesting in fact i just went on a vacation back to san diego um where a lot of my friends, I actually got to reconnect with some of my old bartender friends. I hadn't seen them for, for, you know, seven, eight years in, in a lot of cases. And a group of us got together and some of them are still in that world, you know, still bartending, still, uh, still at the, even the same bars that we worked at together 15 years ago, 20 years ago, you know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. But, uh, um, you know, to your point, like don't it, working service allows you to, uh, get a different perspective. Because number one, you see some of the worst behavior from assholes <laughs> that you'll ever see. And yeah. you're just like, I didn't realize that people treated others like this. Like, and, oh, yeah. and it's very humbling. And, and I think it also gives you great perspective, um, in terms of how you should be. Like, if you've been on the receiving end of that and, and on the, you know, if you've been kicked around by Karens and, uh, and yelled at by people who, you know, think that you're messing up their drinks or whatever, like, you know, you can you can pretty yeah. much handle anything, right? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you, the the thing that came for me for that is like I remember very distinctly we were at a bar in Boulder, me, my cousin in there, and I, and it was crowded. And then we had been sitting, you know, probably for twenty twenty five minutes at the bar, uh, and we hadn't been served. 
And, you know, the guy finally came over to us and he was like, hey, guys, I'm really sorry. I was like, yeah, you know, like you guys are busy. No worries, man. I'm like, you know, and I, I told him the story. I was like, you know, I worked in food service in high school. And the thing I learned was never be a dick to people who are serving you food or alcohol. Like you guys are busy. Like it's not your job to like, you know, we're not, you know, wait on his hand and foot. We're, the, we're not the only ones here. And he actually didn't charge us for our drinks, you know, and that has happened to me numerous yeah. times because I'm, you know, friendly with, you know, staff at, at different places. Like you just get treated so differently when you do not sort of look at down on those people because they work in service jobs. Like, I think that that's one thing that's really important is that it humbles you. Like it teaches you to appreciate them because, you know, you got to realize it's like, you know what? They're controlling your night, whether you like it or not. They have way more power than you think. That's true. So don't be a dick. They have a lot of control. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, but. But that takes us into this whole idea. So probably another one of my favorite sort of nuggets from this uh, article uh, is the other headline, the world doesn't owe you a damn thing, you know? And the thing that I think that prompted that, right, is I was having this conversation with William Dershowitz, which we haven't aired yet, but he said this about students at elite universities. And he said, as two dozen years at Yale and Columbia have shown me, elite colleges relentlessly encourage their students to flatter themselves for being there and what being there can do for them. And what I kind of took away from that is that when you're at an elite school, you have such a high risk of entitlement, like much higher than the average person, because you think yeah. that the world owes you something because you're, you know, at Harvard. And the, the the conclusion I said is like, you're not fucking special because you're at some damn elite school. Yeah, maybe the stupid, you know, Dean tells you that during orientation. Maybe you believe that because you're a valedictorian. You're not special. You're privileged. There's a big fucking difference. There's nothing special about you just because you go to one of those schools. And yeah, you're going to have opportunities that other people don't. But it's what you do with those opportunities when those doors open that matters. Whereas I I think that, you know, there's almost a sense, especially more so now probably than we were in school that, oh, you know, I went to Berkeley. It's like, yeah, so, you know, it doesn't matter. Like now, (laughs) if somebody told me that, I'd be like, okay, great. Show me what you've made. You know, I don't really care that you went to Berkeley. That doesn't really tell me anything other than the fact that you have, you know, a name on your resume, like which doesn't, you know, tell me the damn thing. And back in those days, you could even lie about your your GPA. You could lie about where you went to school. Like Scott Galloway lied his way into an investment banking job. (laughs) He lied about his GPA. Nobody checked. If I had known that, I would have lied about my GPA constantly. Right? Just everyone. Add a 3.99. Yeah. Just just that one A (laughs) minus. Actually, I did have a 3.97 when I graduated from my graduate degree, but that's beside the point. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, that one I remember. Um, but no, listen, uh, I think it's ridiculous that, that people care one iota about what school you went to at the age of 30 or 40, right? Like mm-hmm. when you're first, well, nobody does. when you're first entering the job market, what's that? Nobody does when you're 30 or 40, it means nothing. There are people who do bro. There are, um, I think that those people are moronic, but, um, there are, they're out there. I had a, a, a boss at a CFO at my one of my last corporate jobs who like asked where I went to school. He was like, so where'd you go to school? Oh, that's uh, is that a state school. <laughs> I'm just like, does it matter? Have you seen my quality of work? Like, yeah, what, exactly. What kind of, you know, it's ridiculous. But he was one of those East Coaster, you know, Ivy League or you're you know, in his mind. If you're if you didn't go Ivy League, you uh, you didn't really make it. Yeah. And you couldn't possibly be working in finance, you know, and it's just like, oh, man, get out of here. 
But I don't know where a single one of my employees went to school. I don't even know if they have degrees. I don't, I don't give two craps. What do you care about then what, what, when, you, when it comes to employees? Because this is something that you know, people need to hear. Like what, as, as somebody who hires people, particularly if you were going to hire you know, some kid who had just gotten out of college, what would you actually yep. be looking for? Uh, number one would be uh, relevant experience. Mm-hmm. So you know, can, you, can you think this way? The, the way that I need you to think in order to solve the kind of problems that we're going to solve. Yeah. So if you don't have the relevant experience, at least show me that you can find answers, right? So like, if you don't have the experience you need, that's not necessarily a deal breaker. If you're a go-getter and you can go out and, and find the answers that, to the questions that you don't have the answers to, uh-huh. then that's, a, that's, you're a self-starter, right? And the other big one is people skills. If you can't yeah. craft a good email, and uh, navigate, if you don't have the soft skills to deal with people and all of that, this goes back to service, right? Being in the service industry. Um, yeah. But if you don't have soft skills and if you don't have relevant experience, you're probably not a fit for any job, right? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you, you think something, people are like, oh, sending an email, how important is that? And I will tell you one thing from an email experience I had that basically really just drove me insane. We were trying to get a guest scheduled for the, the podcast and somebody who'd been a guest before, a very like prominent, well-known person that everybody listening to this knows who this person is. I'm not going to name names, but yeah. he had basically um, been working with an agency who was pitching him. And I said, look, I want to do the interview live because we've already had this person once. I want to do something different and I'll do it. And the woman that he had, you know, basically tasked with dealing with this, I, I, I went and looked at my inbox the other day because somebody on his team had pitched us again. And I was just like, all right, I know this person will know that they would never put up with this amount of bullshit, but there were 70 emails and the interview didn't happen. Ultimately 70 emails. I was like, Okay, you just literally wasted countless hours of my time, and I know that he would never put oh up with God. that shit. So, what makes you think I would? Um, so, yeah, something as simple as sending an email. But I think the thing I want to talk about, you know, now is it really it, this is going to be really interesting because you and I have wildly different experiences when it comes to this, and that is building some semblance of a life in college um, because. You were kind of a professional worker in school, whereas I was a professional student, not really working. You know, if I did it, it was part-time jobs. And so I really, yeah. I kind of thought about this from, okay, how do you craft a social experience of college while also, you know, doing, doing what, be, being able to do what you're there to do, which is to actually get some, something out of it and learn something. Uh, because the, the thing that, you know, I started with really was looking at your social life in college. And I think that this is, sort of the thing that I really look back at and think, what a waste. So, you know, my, my real, so if we're talking about building a social life in college, I was like, watch the movie Van Wilder. That is your guide to building a social life in college. Because the thing that I think happens with most people, I mean, we're naturally just drawn to people who are just like us and we become very, you know, connected to the group. And then we don't leave that group. And this was like a real wake up call for me when, um, I, I remember going on a date with some girl. She came from Stanford and she forgot her ID. And I had mentioned this on a show before. And she was like, do you know anybody you could call? And I was like, this is going to sound fucking horrible, but I don't know any white people. So no, there's nobody I can call to get you a fake ID. <laughs> um, you know, and it was true. I was like, <laughs> I didn't have a single white per girl's phone in my phone number that I could call that looked anything like, forget looking like her. I was just like, wow, there's literally not one white person I know that I, I'm good enough friends with that I could call to ask about this situation, which was so shocking to me because Berkeley was this like incredibly diverse place. And so, you know, to yeah. me, when it came to building a social life, I look back, I remember when I saw the movie Van Wilder, I was like, geez, this is so brilliant. I mean, the point isn't to stay in college for eight years, but the big takeaway I got from that was, wow, he is like, there is no discrimination in the way he chooses to make friends. Everybody 
is basically somebody he makes a point to get to know and see their value, right. you know, and understand them. Yeah, you're not going to like everybody. That's ridiculous to expect that. But the fact that sure. you are in a, a breeding ground for people who want to meet other people, like there is no greater opportunity to expand your sort of sense of, of what people are like, who people are, and meet interesting people than the time that you're in college yeah. because there's no shortage of places that you could do that activities that you could do that i mean it's mind-boggling and oh, you know all, all, college is made for that yeah. yeah college is totally made for that you know so this is my favorite sort of social hack for college i was like join an ethnic group of an ethnicity other than your own as a bonus you'll get to meet all the hot girls who are members of that ethnic club so i i had a friend who was a member of the indian student club at berkeley and he was a white guy. And the, the woman he married, he met because of that club. And I was like, man, like I should have joined the Filipino student club. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> hey, uh, I, I totally did this without even knowing that you gave us give this advice. I did this when I was working on my master's um, because the uh, the head of the uh, you have you have like a faculty staff that, that has to like oversee a club in most in most cases. Well, the faculty that oversaw the Asian student union was my finance professor and I was trying to get in good with him because mm -hmm. he was like the gatekeeper of all things finance. So I would go to these things and I actually really wound up loving the Asian student union. I thought it was so fun and they welcomed me and I'm a, as white as they come, you know, but it was all about inclusivity. That's the thing about these student groups that are of ethnicities than your, your own, other than your own, is that they actually welcome other people because you're showing an interest. Granted, like, let's be honest, if I were there, it'd be like, I'm just here to meet your hot girls. Um, but I'll protect, I'll lie. <laughs> well, maybe that pretend. was true, but you don't say it. <laughs> yeah, you, don't, you just don't say it. It's like if there was a Brazilian student union at right, Berkeley, right. I would have been a member as soon as possible. If I had known what I do about Brazil, I would have been like, all right, I'm definitely going to be the member oh and I'll try to become the president. It's like, how's the president of the Brazilian student union an Indian guy? It's like, you know, it's because he likes Brazilian girls. It's okay, his Portuguese is pretty good. Yeah, it is. So, exactly. It might not have been then, but it is now. Um, but yeah. no, I mean, that, that's the, the thing. But you brought up another sort of interesting topic, which is gatekeepers. And this is you maybe didn't experience this to the degree that I did. But when you're at a big public school, you want to talk about learning how to manipulate and navigate bureaucracies to your advantage. Holy shit. You know, so the thing is that universities in general are filled with all sorts of bureaucracies that are designed for one thing to keep you from unlocking doors that you want to be able to open as a student. And they just put all sorts of things in your way. And one of the things I, I you know, I, I wish people would realize is that all these so-called rules and regulations and things that are written on guidebooks, all of those, none of those are set in stone just because they're written on paper somewhere or some official document, because any one of those documents could be set on fire at any time. You know, it, they're all basically quote unquote rules, but they're just recommendations. I mean, I, you know, I, the so this is the best story I think I've ever heard about sort of completely just you know bypassing a bureaucracy at Berkeley. So you know the stupid thing about Berkeley is when you apply and you get in, you still aren't in the, your major because you have to get the grades to be accepted into your major, which is another you know, whole bunch of bullshit. So it's like you're going through the whole experience of getting good grades again that you had to go through in high school just to get there. And now you have to do it all over again. So yeah. And getting into the business school so is really hard. You know, I, I mean, you have to get really good grades. And of course, one of my friends didn't get good grades to get enough grades to get into the business school. So you know what he did? He 
basically took all of the classes for the business degree. Two weeks before graduation, he walked into the dean's office and he was like, listen, he was like, I've taken all the classes for the degree. Uh, and my parents are coming to graduation on Saturday. Are you going to let me walk or not? And she was like, wait, you didn't get accepted into the business school? He was like, no, but now I have all, <laughs> I've taken all the classes. So you should just give me the degree. And she was fucking livid. You know, I mean, but what does it matter? Of course. And it thing, doesn't. It's so dumb. Well, and that's the thing. But he basically looked at a system and ignored the quote unquote rules and he found a way around it. Now, we're like Seth Godin made a really good point when I, I told him this story. He said the, the only challenge with that strategy is you're basically betting. Every, it's like, you know, taking your entire fortune and betting it on red at a roulette table and hoping you don't lose it. So if you're going to do yeah. these kinds of things, do a couple of them. So basically what we're telling you to do is have a couple of sketchy things that you do as a student to manipulate bureaucracies, not just one. But the the reality, I think more than anything, what I would say is that you can get away with almost anything if you do it with a smile on your face. And the second thing I would want people to know is that, you know, anytime there's a crowd in front of a door, you never want to walk through that one. You want to find another one. And the disclaimer here is that Rick Singer is not the person who you want to role model for this because he's going to go to jail. We don't want anybody listening to this to go to jail as a result of our advice. The point being is that there's always a way into where you want to get into. It's just never the way that everybody else is trying to get in. Right? Anything to add to that? Yeah, guys? that's a really good point. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous that in in this world we wind up listening to the success stories that of others that have come before us. And rather than saying, rather than looking at the ingenuity that the person exhibited in order to build their story of success, instead, we try to recreate the step-by-step what they did, right? And I think we, this comes back to something that you've talked about with me before. I think we've talked about it on the air, formula versus framework, uh-huh. right? It's like, there's a formula that, you know, most people want to want to like dissect a formula for like, how do I do it? Tummy steps, one, two, three, four, five. But a framework is like, hey, you know, basically these are the pieces that you're going to need in order to get success in this area. So you figure out how those pieces fit together for you and make it work, right? Mm -hmm. So in your buddy's case, he's like, the framework here is I need the classes, these classes to graduate with this degree. I'm going to go ahead and ignore the whole part where I follow the formula of applying to the college and getting accepted to the college and all that, right? To the, you know, that particular uh, major. So he just, he just avoided all that madness and just, just, you know, went for the framework. Yeah. Let's, because at that point, embrace... like, let's, he, he had all the classes, right? Like, it's like, okay, I have all the requirements for the degree. What you, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, the dean could have been like, no, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to graduate, which unlikely at that point. Um, it's kind of like they have no choice. You put them in a position where they don't have another alternative really. Um, and and the thing is that this ability to, to deal with bureaucracy is something that is invaluable in the real world because it, it's, you're going to face it throughout your life. I mean, talk about, you know, when it comes to dealing with the IRS, dealing with taxes, dealing with, dealing with parking tickets, talk about a bureaucratic shit show of epic proportions. You know, I mean, the San Francisco Department of Traffic should erect a statue in my honor. Uh, because I've spent so much money on parking tickets in that city. But those kinds of things. How many like salaries you, did you cover? <laughs> I mean, I always said that if they didn't put the statue up, um, you know, the Sky Mall catalog that I haven't seen one on an airplane in a long time, but they had a statue of the peeing boy yeah, of yeah. Brussels. And I always said, if the, the department doesn't actually put one up with me, what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy the peeing boy of Brussels 
get it engraved with my name on it with a little gold thing and says, put here in honor of all the parking tickets that Srini Rao has contributed to the SF Department of Parking and Traffic and just put it in front of the, the hall. <laughs> yeah. And then I, maybe what I'll do is, you know, have like a QR code that says subscribe to the unmistakable creative on it. And it might be a nice little marketing <laughs> stuff. There you go. And then it's a write-off. <laughs> oh, I'll have a QR code right on the penis. Yeah. Um, there we go. This is make, yeah. make sure everybody's just like got their phone out, snapping photo. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what are they doing? Why are they walking by that poor naked boy? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the peeing boy of Brussels. So if anybody you know wants to contribute to my insane marketing idea, well, we can potentially do a Kickstarter for this. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think you know that would be a hard. I think sell. it's a great idea. Uh, all right, so I, I want to talk about one like, sort of last part of this sort of building your life in college, which it, there are two things I think that one is emotional regulation and time management because. I think, and you'll probably have a lot more to say about this, given you had such a unique circumstance at which you were in school. Um, But the thing that becomes very apparent and that most people, particularly people who did well in high school, don't quite get um, unless somebody teaches them this, is that the things that made you successful in high school will not work in college. They just will not. I, you know, the way you study yeah. all of it, because there, there's a couple of things that happen. One is that you have this illusion that you have more free time than you've ever had, because if you were stuck in one place for eight hours a day and suddenly you only have two hours a day of class, you kind of have this sort of crazy perception of, oh, I've got all this time. And so then people think, oh, you know, I, I can just cram or I can study. And funny enough, it, it's not really about how much time you spend studying, but the quality of the studying you do. So I you know, made a list of book recommendations. I was like, read How to Be a Straight A Student in College by Cal Newport. Um, and that'll do it. Like he said, students who read that book went from like failing to dean's list in a semester. Um, and, you know, nobody wow. ever taught me that, you know. And then, and then, of course, you know, I suggested to go to therapy because if you at, you're at a university, you have free you know, insurance most of the time, oh, yeah. like you should abuse that. Don't even, you know, don't just use it, yeah. abuse the shit out of it because it's going to be expensive in the real world. So you might as well just go and, you know, waiting until shit hits the fan. I was says like, you're going to wait until your car is on the side of the road in a ditch before you call AAA to get it repaired. Or are you going to go when the check engine light comes on or before? So think of this as like preventative maintenance, right. but you had, like I said, I mean, this is particularly, I think an interesting um, dichotomy between you and me because I didn't do any of these things. I just know I should have, you know, from conversations. Whereas you were juggling raising a daughter, being a single father, and finishing a degree simultaneously. So, I mean, talk to me about and you know dealing with just coming to the, after, the aftermath of having your wife die. So you kind of were like therapy, time management, all this shit in like one go. Yeah, you know, I I didn't do therapy uh, following the passing of my first wife and. Uh, in hindsight, I should have, um, you know, but, but I did, I do, I do remember going to, uh, and, and using therapy at UCR when I was there earlier and I, and I was, uh, failing out and I just, I didn't know what was going on with me. And I had, um, PTSD from a car accident that I didn't even realize was a thing I was dealing with. So I definitely did use some of that therapy. Uh, and I totally agree with what you're saying, like get in there. And, uh, and make a commitment to your mental health, right? Like, it's funny, because I see a lot of college kids at the gym, working out, working on their physical health, playing intramural sports. And I think that a lot of times people don't start caring about the mental health until you get a little bit older. And it's a lot more expensive, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you pointed out to deal with it then. But to your point, well, it's a lot more we had very different you got college. a lot more baggage to like, yeah, you got a lot more baggage to clear up too at that point. Exactly, right? 
like, God, if I dealt with the uh, issues that I had from like my parents, you know, like the, and the, their, their gaslighting and, you know, other things that, you know, my parents did that was less than ideal. Um, if I dealt with that when I was 18, 19, 20, instead of, you know, 38, it would have been a lot better, right? Could have, yeah. could have, uh, made faster progress. So Absolutely. Well, I definitely you know, agree with that. Well, it's funny. So they have, um, the landmark forum, right? And they say, so landmark forum is this like sort of self-improvement thing. Um, and it, it's, it's good. I always, you know, I always say, take the first two, then go away from it. Don't, it, it's kind of cult-like, but the information is very transformative. But the funny thing about the landmark forum is they have a landmark forum for kids. The landmark forum for adults is three full days. It starts on Friday. It's, uh, I think it's like half a day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And no, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all day. And then Tuesday night. The landmark for form for kids is three and a half hours to do the same exact thing. And because they're like, yeah, right. because they don't have as much baggage and bullshit that we have to clear up <laughs> as you guys do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, go think to about it. As an adult. You have to you have to basically like rewrite your programming, right? Uh, this is how I see adulthood. You are programmed by your parents and they write your initial code uh-huh. for your software and then you get to adulthood and you're like what I need to be able to do is this feature and and then you look at your initial code and you're like shit, I can't do that feature because my code was written ineffectively. And so yep. you have to basically scrub your code and rewrite it as an adult just so that you can do the thing that you want to do, right? Like Totally. And, and really, I mean, that's what we're talking about. All of the stuff we talk about on the show is, you know, mindset, um, you know, don't live from a scarcity mindset, believe in yourself, have a limitless, you know, approach to life. Uh, you know, a lot of these the- these ideas and, and uh, uh, mantras, they require that you go back and rewrite all that bullshit, especially if you have boomer parents like mine, who like told you, like, life is so limiting, you have to fit this, you know, you have to fit your life in this round hole and and if it doesn't go in you just shove it and make it fit and it's like yeah no that's not me that's not my personality that's not what i no, want in life mean, and they're like well then you'll never be a success you know well all right so speaking of success uh what we're going to talk about now is how to actually design your future while you're in college and if you want to hear exactly what's involved and how to do that make sure you tune in to the backstage pass at unmistakablecreative.com slash backstage to hear the rest of the episode Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World, and this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch, the skills that are essential for standing out and thriving no matter how much technology evolves. We're talking about real differentiators here like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy.